following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Hammer time! Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it? Because no. frustration sets in. Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down! Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live from the Star Worldwide Network's Tower. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. Oh, yes. It's monsoon season. And as the doors used to say, it's riders on a storm. Now some great background music to start Saturday morning right here on Image Home Improvement Live. You know, you know it's like they say, Dan, it's the calm before the storm. And that's exactly what happens. Right. During monsoon season. That's right. Let's listen to a little bit of this. I think he misses his old radio DJ days. That's right. We've been we've been thrown when the haboob comes in. You know, that's crazy. That's crazy. Welcome, one and all, to Image Home Improvement Live on Saturday morning, right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And you know, you know, that's another another great. Old rock and roll song that I'm sure that uh, our illustrious studio director, Robin Cote, can uh, really appreciate. Well, they don't call me Rock and Robin for nothing. Well, there you go. You know, yeah. just you know, it's it's funny how you get these inspirations. You know, and it it happens in the weirdest hours. You know, and and things of your past come back and just say, you know, what they say, old is new. That's new. Here we are, monsoon time. It's getting it's getting toasty. And, you know, that's the one thing. Can you imagine? Maybe we, the, our friend out in the field, can you imagine? He's out there burning up in flames, and then all of a sudden, Haboob rolls in, and he's riding on the storm, and all of a sudden, he gets saturated. He'd be a fireball. But he'd be a fireball. That's exactly right. He'd be a fireball. What was that red thing that went by? I don't know. I don't know, man. But, you know, this is what this is. This is when our monsoon starts really kicking in, you know, and uh, if those of you here in the Valley of the Sun and in the Southwest know, it's monsoon time here. And, you know, for other parts of the country, they're like talking about, you know, they think, you know, monsoon, you know, monsoon doesn't happen in America. It happens like in the tropics or in the, you know, Southeast Asia, you know, monsoons roll in. No, we get monsoons here right every year. And it's just something that we live through in our, the paradise that we live in. It's just That's something right. we have to put up with. Just like in the wintertime, all our friends up north flock put down up, here. Put up with, you know, <laughs> tundra season, you know, as we like to call it. The Shuffling glacial stuff. age letting in, yes. The, the glacial age letting in. That's exactly right. So, and this is pretty much our uh, monsoon special that we do every year. And one of our guest hosts coming up later in the program, Amber Sullins, is here with us from ABC 15. She is the chief meteorologist, and she's going to be. Uh, checking in and uh, giving us an update. And for those of you who have just moved into the valley and have no idea what we're talking about, <laughs> when he's talking about, you know, some of the language of uh, Habu, they have Robin's laughing, right? Okay, what did they Yeah, they won't be laughing in, in August, in September when they've gone through it. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. The, the virtual wall of dust. Yes, that's right. Well, you know, it happens. You know, but again, again, you know, we have a, a, a great bird's eye view 
of watching the Haboobs roll in. We ought to get a song. It would, this is another song. Well, what, something, uh, something rolls in. We've got to work on that. Maybe we can get somebody to sing the words differently and, and make our own version. What do you think? Hmm. What do you think? I'm thinking Kansas, Dust in the Wind. Dust in the Wind. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. But, um, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit about monsoon season and getting ready and the um, ways Sam, to prepare your, your to, home and your roof. How, how to survive having sand, sand but dust, dusted into your life. Well, yeah, these are things. Or in, go pound sand. Or go pound sand. It's exactly, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Go about sand, but uh, no, this is, these are things that we need to deal with, and and also they affect a lot of things when it comes to remodeling because, you know, if you're doing out uh, room additions and things like that, you've got to you've got to take into account the weather, especially this time of year. You know, things just don't grind to a halt here in the summertime. You know, the cruise we get the cruise out there at the crack of dawn as soon as daylight's up. You know, we're out there because it's. It's already, I think, uh, it, it had to be like 80 degrees overnight. And people are like wondering, 80 overnight and the sun's just coming up? Yeah. Well, the last couple of days, it's been like in the 113 area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just nothing. You know, it's like when it, I always say when you have temperatures up to like, well, 103, 105, you know, but when it gets up to 110 and sometimes above, that's when it starts to really get, you know, uh, nasty mm-hmm. at least if you've lived here long enough you know you think anything over 100 especially on the east coast you know and the people down in louisiana up in that um the uh, mississippi river corridor there is going through some tremendous heat too but they have a tremendous amount of humidity that goes with it and they're also getting 18 inches they got eight, they're getting about 18 inches or of rain along the gulf coast yeah. through the weekend so it's crazy it's crazy that these things are happening but you know weather just um is becoming extreme i mean in both summer and winter and it's just something i think the planet is going through and you know we as we spit it we have to we have to adapt and that's all we can do because it got sped up so we have to deal with it yeah that's all we can do but uh for those of you just joined us make sure you check us out every week right here on star worldwide networks 8 to 9 a.m every saturday morning as well as you could check us out online at StarWorldWideNetworks.com and our webpage, ImageHomeImprovementShow.com, which, again, you know, like we do uh, with remodeling, the facelift is coming. So we're going to be <laughs> getting a facelift on that because we've got a lot of new videos and some other stuff that we're going to be doing that um, people are going to be able to see stuff in real time. And I'm not talking about... Things that, you know, you see on television, well, it happened in 30 minutes. No, not really. Not <laughs> no. in real time. It, maybe you had 30 minutes of cutting of, of uh, as they used to say, now they, digitally it's not that way. But, you know, it makes the point. Cutting room, uh, wound up on the cutting room floor, all the, all the extra B-roll and everything else that you don't need. But uh, digitally, it, it's really uh, something that you can count on, again, with all the, the different things that, People have put online that um, are not professional, but they're trying to be. And I think that's one of the things that, um, as a contractor and um, a media professional, that we have to make sure that we tell and share people the right way of doing things instead of just you know having people go on there and see things. And you have any common sense at all. Some of these things, Dan, you know, you've watched. There's no common sense at all when they tried to do you, certain things. You sit things. there and cringe and wonder when he's going to get hurt. 
Well, yeah, but that's the whole thing. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, um, you know, make sure if you have any problems at all and want to get your house in, uh, in order, please make sure that you call us at 623-580-0901. That's for Image Home Improvement. We'll come out and check and see what anything that you need that has been neglected that you think could be a potential problem. And, you know, one thing I want to address before we get into the house issues is one thing that Robin is, can help us with. Obviously, one of the first things that happen when we have monsoon storms and uh, things happen, and that have, when, you know, you don't want to walk out and find a tree in your yard mm-hmm. or a branch falling down on your car or things like that. So, Robin, what could they do to prevent things like that nature just to make sure that at least reasonably sure that they're not going to have an incident? Make sure you stake and cable your trees. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing because the monsoon takes the trees down pretty quickly. So the biggest thing is making sure that you have the trees anchored into the ground. And I'm not talking little tiny stakes. I'm talking tree stakes. Are you talking right. tree stakes or, yes. like, or, like, or like rebar stakes? No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't want to put rebar stakes in the ground. They make nice, big, huge wood stakes. Right. That's right. And you, you put those into the ground and you make sure that you cable the tree and give it some stability. Okay. Is, is that for what size tree, though? For any size for, tree, for really. Any tri- I mean, your, your bigger trees okay. that are already well established, it is what it is. Well, yeah. I mean, if it There's decides, yeah, if it decides to topple over like some of these ones in the storms, you think of, you know, with several feet of trunk, if the if the wind comes along, you think, well, that tree will never topple, and then all of a sudden, next day on the news, you see the mm-hmm. tree leaning over, and all you see is roots. Yeah, the, well, the a very small, yeah, a very small root ball, which means it wasn't watered right. No, and it wasn't. Sometimes you get that point where they're not planted deep enough, and the roots go to the surface. They're looking for the water source, yeah. so they travel across that way. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, well, then, just like for instance, like when I bought the uh, the new Dubell Dominion, that we have a, a tree in the backyard. It's not that big. But it's there. And, you know, um, when I had the uh, the old house, there was no, we didn't really have trees. It was all desert landscaping. So, like my neighbor said to me one day, she, he said, you know, one thing that I want to tell you just, and you may know this already, um, make sure like every, you know, two months or so, three months, quarter, like go back and deep water the tree about 24 hours maybe 36 hours, you know, depending on their, and mm-hmm. just at a slow trickle. This way it'll get water because then it's sure that it's going to maintain its roots, going to keep growing, and you won't have any problems. But um, the other thing, too, besides the tree itself, if you have if you have any idea that there could be some branches that maybe look questionable, mm-hmm. I, w- I would say, you know, check with your um, neighborhood arborist and have somebody come out and look at it, and if it does look like it's, Dead wood, so to speak. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that um, you get it, you get it trimmed. Yeah, thin you the tree it, out. Thin the tree out this yeah. way because this way, you know, when the wind comes through, it's gonna blow through the tree instead of hitting the tree and start putting pressure on some of these branches. And also look at your neighbor's trees that are close to your perimeter, and make sure there's no what they call widow makers up there. Because I have seen those come down and darn near make some widows. Uh, Those things can be so dangerous. They're old dead branches that are huge up in, in in the trees. And they just, 
with the right wind and the right amount of movement, here they come. Yeah, I mean that's it's pretty it's pretty intense. So, uh, but so check out the trees. The biggest thing too is you have to remember the palm trees here. I know they bend <laughs> in the wind; they're made yes. to bend. Yeah. But the biggest thing is is make sure you trim your palm fronds off. Get yep. them all nice and tidy. Do your peelings. Get everything out of the way because that debris is going to blow pretty hard in the 30 to 40 mile an hour monsoon. Sometimes we even get 60 mile an hour winds in our monsoons. Yes, we do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it gets to be very, very intense. And if you ever want to just, you know, want to get find out some more information about that, you could always go online, you know, Google, um, you know, uh, Arizona monsoon storms. And I'm sure you'll find a boatload of information on there about what's what it's all about. And uh, Amber's going to be sharing a little bit about some of the things that are uh, characteristics of monsoon storms, and it will help you understand better why, we're, why we get them. Because a lot of times, you know, these, these uh, tropical currents and everything that come up out of the Gulf of Mexico definitely affect uh, and merge with things coming from the Pacific. So they come right up the Baja, and then before you know it, they're, you know, they're in uh, South Arizona, and they move through into Phoenix and, you know, um, she will also share some information because we talked about a little bit which areas in Arizona usually get hit with monsoons in in worse cases than others because just the way it comes in and it's all about you know keeping track of uh, currents you know jet stream flow jet stream flow and everything else and like you know she'll explain there's things that you need to know about you know in the in the way of predicting some of these things. Then she's going to share a lot of information about that. So I want everybody to stay tuned. We're going to be doing that in our third segment today about, uh, you know, getting up to speed on knowing what's going on with the weather. Because the weather affects a lot of what we do here um, from a remodeling standpoint, as well as just from, you know, your your own home. And, you know, Dan, <laughs> Dan, who's had some homes and obviously had some had some pools, knows that <laughs> during the course of the monsoon season, Dan, what usually happens... To your pool. Your furniture jumps in the pool. Yeah, furniture <laughs> jumps in the pool. <laughs> All right, Dan. Dan where, are you, where are you buying this jumping furniture, Dan? Where, where are you getting it? You just sit there and watch out the window, and there goes all the patio furniture over to the neighbor's pool. Because you don't have one. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's true. Well, that's the thing, though. Again, you've got to make sure, as they say, you know, batten down the hatches. Because that's, right. that's what's going to happen. You've got stuff. Make sure everything is is secure and at least in undercover somewhere. You know, so if you do have outdoor furniture, you know, I would suggest you put it close to the house. Fold it up and Fold put it, it up, down. Put it close to the house. Put it down. Just do something because this way it's it's going to be a lot safer than, you know, having to take off. And I don't think you want to, you know, go searching for your furniture you know, uh, a couple of blocks away. Or explain to somebody why your chair's in their window. Yeah, yeah, right. And then at that point, you probably just pass them by. That's not mine. I'll just go get, that's not mine. I'll just get a new one. Or the trampoline from the neighbor's yard flies into your yard. Oh, that's Just what I needed. Didn't have to go to Costco. (laughs) (laughs) It jumped the wall. There you go. There you go. All right, when we come back, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the monsoon characteristics and how to prevent... Uh, damage to your home and get prepared because um, if you haven't done it already it's the monsoon is coming it's coming it's been technically here by date but now 
the storms are, are circling. As They're they growing say. up, yep. And uh, we're going to have to ride the storm, so don't go away. <laughs> are you tired of the runaround from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust. The pros at Quality Systems Air Conditioning and Refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. Each and every professional at Quality Systems goes through a stringent training process of continuing industry education. Larry Thompson, the owner of Quality Systems, and his staff exemplify the meaning of integrity and honesty. Quality Systems is a licensed, bonded, and insured company for your protection. When I have a heating and air conditioning need, I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now, 480-247-7654, or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. Celebrity voice impersonated. Hi, this is your former president. I told my Arkansas girlfriend she was painting her eyebrows too high. She looked surprised. Have you ever started a project on your home by yourself and it turned out worse than my presidency? Sometimes you need to call in a professional, especially when that professional is affordable and can fix everything. Call Image Home Improvement 623-580-0901 or log on to imagehomeimprovement.com. Let the pros make everything look beautiful. Call Image Home Improvement or log on to imagehomeimprovement.com. I thought a hot tub was a stolen bathroom Fixture. I'm Krista Guerin from HGTV's Flip It to Win It. If you're purchasing a home to live in or to flip, you need to know everything about it. Get to know your home through the professionals on Image Home Improvement Live every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. on Star Worldwide Networks. Ah, yes, someone help me. We are here every Saturday to help you with your home improvement needs and uh, cutting-edge information to make sure that your home is safe year-round. So we want to make sure that um, we take care of that. And also, you know, uh, one of the other things, too, I want to just share with everybody, you know, uh, we are going to, I mean, some people may say, well, you know, it's way too early for this. But I had a very good discussion yesterday uh, with um, someone uh, that we uh, tried to partner with uh, one of the big box stores, actually, because we've got the crew this year to actually go back and plan, uh, I should say, choose and plan a some type of remodel for a needy veteran for the holiday season. And we're going to be doing that, and that we're going to share a lot of that. We're going to be doing some video and sharing with it online. Um, one of the things that I've always wanted to do that actually we have the capability of doing that this year and uh, we're going to keep everybody posted, and uh, I'm sure that all our veterans, our needy veterans, and our veterans that aren't so needy are going to be very thankful, and this is something that I've always wanted to do, and uh, it it's going to make them very happy, but it's going to be very fulfilling for all of us that are involved in uh, putting this whole thing together, 
and then we'll share it with you right here on Star Worldwide Network. So I just want to throw that out there, let you know that's coming. It's going to be our the beginning of our Christmas in July. That's where we're, it's where we are right now. So the plans are the starting to Christmas. be made. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So anybody, Another Danism. I like that. That's right. And by the way, just you know, I hope everybody did have a great 4th of July last week. You know, it was... Uh, it was uh, it was it was hot, but you know it's not as hot as it is this week. What can I say? <laughs> but uh, anyway, all right. So let's get in a couple of other things. You know, before we start going into a, a few more things uh, regarding the house, the one other thing I want to touch base with too on the outside of your home. Um, actually, two things, um, Dan, which you see this on your inspections all the time. <laughs> drainage. Oh. Lack of there is yeah exactly lack of and you know it it you know with the landscapers you know no they seem to like to mound the dirt right at the front and down one side so the water all pours back towards the house after well, it comes yeah. off the roof it, and then it, 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 it ponds there and then it sits there and gets a little bit mossy and that goes away and then the termites show up because you've had so much water poured in towards the stem thanks a lot yeah thanks a lot <laughs> yeah the house is saying thanks a lot for all that all that dampness my God. Mm-hmm. What, what is that going to do for you? And and again, if you do have drainage problems, I mean, it's you know, it's all it's kind of late to be able to say, oh my God, and get your landscaper out. But you know, um, any time is a good time. Get it done. Have them come out. Look and see where there's problems. If you've had problems in the past, you know, um, Lord knows when I bought when I bought the new. Dominion, I'm like looking at drainage. I'm <laughs> yeah, looking at gutters, issues, yeah. you know. And there's some things in there that I've got to that I've got to see how things play out when it does rain. But I know there's a, probably a couple of places that I need to add a few gutters. But I want to see what the normal flow is with what's there, I think, so that this way I can. The, uh, the, the south side of the house is going to have the biggest issue. The south side. Yeah. Well, the south side's actually on the other side. It's yeah, just a neighbor's place. It's a neighbor's place. So I'm not going to worry about that. Yeah, but it's still your slab. Well, I know. But that's okay. <laughs> but but the north side is what I'm concerned about because that side that I have control over. Mm-hmm. You know, so that this way we'll be able to see how it runs off. And they have the, um, you know, uh, river rock in the, in, the, uh, in the landscaping. So I already touched base with uh, our good friend, Jeff from uh, Native Landscape, and uh, we're talking to him about coming over sometime later this summer and taking a look and see what we need to do, not just from a drainage standpoint, but also from a landscape standpoint for, you know, trees and, you know, different kinds of plants and stuff like that. But um, the landscaping plays a great part in your drainage. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's important to make sure that you do have the drainage and if like, you know, Dan sees these homes, and so do I. And we're we're actually waiting on a situation right now that we can't we can't go in and start the rehab because the old remodeler that went in there, which was a flipper, and he wasn't a very good flipper. Yeah, that was you know he couldn't even do that, Dan. He couldn't even make any noise. He couldn't even make any noise. You know. So, but anyway, um, the drainage was all wrong. The slab, mm-hmm. the slab addition was poured. It, you, it, it was so far out of level, it wasn't funny. Had a cold joint at and the it, slab? It, it's just, I mean, standing in your kitchen and you're trying to work at the counter and everything is like sloped from right to left. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous. So the water is coming in there and we, the it's an issue with the ROC. And, you know, they had to give the, 
um, contractor a certain amount of time to come out and effect repairs. And actually what they did was they came out, and I talked to them, the owners yesterday. They came out, whatever they did, they made it worse. Okay? So now, you know, it's going to have to go through the ROC completely, and I'm sure they're going to get money from recovery, mm -hmm. from the recovery fund that yours truly has, and every other contractor has to pay yeah. into. Okay? Plus, they're going to wind up, you know, they're going to, there's money from the bond, and they're also going to have to sue them. So, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, this and everybody involved because the realtor and the home inspector, I think we're all in, you know, cahoots on this. At, at that famous word that is used by our president, collusion. You know no, what I'm saying? There was no, collusion this, this there. Is, this is local language. It's cahoots. Oh, <laughs> cahoots. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, one of the easiest ways to deal with drainage issues, especially, I, I have always believed, and I've dealt with concrete contractors, concrete is never 100% level. Even, no. even when you have great finishers, it's no. never 100% level. So a lot of times what we used to do to eliminate those kind of issues is we would put down pavers on top of concrete going right up to the threshold, which gives you about two and a half to three inches extra, and then kind of just take it out past the concrete. And a lot of times when we would see drainage issues in certain parts of town here, especially with the expansive soil, we would take like a pool strip, the drainage strip, exactly. and put it in between as you're going out off of the concrete and you can still do that when you do an extension off the concrete is still add that drainage strip then do your your pavers that way but a lot of times doing the paver overlays which are the smaller ones if you have not such a big threshold or even going to a full-size paver will help you with the drainage issues Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, but nothing would have helped this because... people don't think about that pool strip as a source of drainage. Right. I mean, I've seen so many aprons for garages that are, you know, tilted towards the garage. They don't cut that apron and put that drainage in there. And it Whoa. doesn't take much. No. It's no different than an expansion board when you're using concrete up against the, the base of a house. It works in the same fashion. Exactly. Yeah, I mean... And after 100 years, the expansion board washes out, and you've just got a, a nice vacant place for water to go through. <laughs> <laughs> Your little drainage channel. That's right. That's right. So anyway, so those are things that, um, you know, gutters, and, and the thing that you've got to make sure besides, you know, making sure that the, the landscape is level is the gutters. You've got to make sure that the gutters are... Uh, you know, are not full of debris from oh. from neighborhood trees, you know, and other and other you know things we'll call it other things that will actually debris. and your downspouts because that's what happens. You know, you know, you know they do make screens for the downspouts, but the gutters still get get clogged because there's stuff that goes in there, and sometimes the best way to do it is just go either have your handyman or landscaper or even if you you want to do it yourself go up and um take take them out take it out and then take your hose and flush it all the way down through the you know the downspout to make yeah. sure that it's the, you know this it's clear make sure the bird toilet is clear yeah i mean yeah really i mean you got to make sure that these things are done right otherwise you're really gonna you're the really, pigeons will just fill it up yeah i've seen that you're really gonna have a problem yeah pigeon yeah pigeon poop that's just that along other things. Because you got to really Never take care of it. Never always has to bring up that word. Can you notice how he always works that in, Robin? Yeah. That's so okay. Yeah, poop in no, the You mean works it out. I mean, life deals you a lot of crap from time to that's time. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but the problem with pigeons, pigeon poo is it is very uh, toxic and not healthy for you. 
You don't want it around your house. It'll make you sick. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah, you don't want to, yeah. And that's why when we go up on tile roofs and there's so much up there from, um, you know, from pigeons. Yeah. And a lot of times if they find those little shaded uh, crevices between when there's dormers up there in mm-hmm. your roof, they love to be up there. And then um, there was, and sometimes it just gets to the point where it's, it's so bad it actually uh, deteriorates the underlayment. Oh yeah, and and you know it starts wearing into tiles, but it does a ter- It does a job on underlayment. It's terrible. Yeah, we, in fact, you and I looked at that one house where the pool was actually coming through the wall inside. Ew. Yeah, yeah, they had built up for so many years, and then the homeowner, trying to do a good thing, used a super jet blast to blow it back up and out of there, but actually forced it down into the house. Ugh. Oh, okay. no. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, just... It's a good that, thing I already ate my breakfast a few hours ago. <laughs> that's just that's just crazy. That's yeah. just crazy. But um, again, and the other thing, too, is you got to make sure... I want to touch base with this, too, because obviously that um, it's something that was always near and dear to me, but now probably has moved to the forefront, obviously, during these kinds of storms, especially with thunder. Oh, yeah. How about how about making sure that you stay with your pets and keep them inside? That's right. Because yep. especially like l- last week with the Fourth of July, I mean, you know, Chewy was like, uh, the vibrating. Huh? He was, you know, like it, it wasn't so bad up till about ten o'clock, and in between yeah. like ten and eleven, when uh, you know things started getting loud outside. I mean, he was just like glued to me. I mean, uh-huh. he was just all Aww. over me, just trying to make sure because he was he was afraid. Wasn't barking or anything like that. He was just he. It, it frightens dogs. Yeah, it's like my dog Connie. You know, she may look like she's doing okay, but you put your hands on her, and it's like vibrating dogs. Like, <laughs> yeah, they they shake. And so uh, we sat on the floor, and Connie sat right next to my great grand, and those two just clowned around and got Connie's mind off of the noise outside. So it worked out pretty good. Well, there you go. There you go. And you know, remember too. Um, the, uh, you know, monsoon season is technically here. June 15th is the start of the monsoon season. So we're, fortunately, we're almost a month into it. Um, and, you know, we still really haven't had much except maybe some high heat, but the moisture is coming. Oh, yeah. It's definitely coming. And these are things that you've got to be careful about um, getting into uh, your home and making sure that you don't have these these water problems, because there are going to be times you're going to be stuck on a freeway in the middle of a storm, or you're going to have to pull off the freeway when the Haboob decides to pay, pay your freeway a visit, especially coming foot, up from Tucson. Take your foot off the brake. Right. Pull off the road. Get far off the road. Shut your lights off. Don't eat. And just, just wait it out, because you yeah. can't... You, you, a lot of times people are like, oh, I'll pull off the road, but they leave their lights on. You need to leave your lights off because people will see those lights if they can't and see the road moving. and think you're moving. And then that's when you get rear-ended, and that's something that's very, very bad. So, um, Kind of like the car wash. Lights off, foot off the brake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you've got to do that. Just wait it out. And it, obviously, if you know that it's coming, try and, try and schedule your trips, you know, at different times. Because um, why would you want to go try and drive through this, this, these kind of storms? I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm. So, yeah. you know, again, you know, as they say, batten down the hatches, keep your lawn furniture, and any other, any other things that you see that are maybe not that you've been putting off, 
like maybe some tile that's maybe been hanging off the end of your, your roof line that you're like, oh, well, you, God, if that falls, it'll hit somebody. Oh, I'll get it later. You know, and then and before you know it, you know, the the winds come along and then one morning you come out and it's on the ground. And you don't want to have a cement tile come off the roof and hit somebody in the head. That's right. Because it could definitely put them in the hospital. So oh. you got to be careful for these things. But we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Amber Sullins from ABC 15 and learn a little more about the monsoon storm. So don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here on Star Worldwide Networks. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480 480- 503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. Sun, rain, and wind. Rightway Roofing knows Arizona and what it can do to your roof. From minor repairs to complete replacement, we've got you covered. Our state-of-the-art materials are designed to stand up to whatever Arizona dishes out. We offer a 15 to 30-year warranty depending on your roof, so you know it's done right. Rightway Roofing. Call or go online now for your free estimate. Rightway Roofing. There's only one way, the right way. Rightway Roofing. In the East Valley, call 480-232-5458. In the West Valley, 602-299-8851. Or go to azroof.com. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing, and tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs, and left unattended, those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday mornings on the Double Wide Network. We're here with Amber Sullins, Chief Meteorologist for ABC 15. And Amber, welcome to the studio again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to come by and talk to you. It's, it's, it's time to check out the view again. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Things have changed the since the last time you were here. Yeah, they sure have. Yeah. It looks like you've made a lot of great improvements. Well, it looks you know, awesome. Things are getting, you know, things are getting bigger and better. And uh, uh-huh. we're advancing. We're adding stations and adding, you know, shows. And Image Home Improvement is like on the verge of HGTV, which I've got my fingers crossed. Wow. So really cool. I'm really some cool stuff. We're doing some stuff down in Tucson now too. So uh, it's great. But you know, that's awesome. The one thing that we want to get to today, we want to talk a little bit about the monsoon, which is already officially per date is here already. But you know, um, the moisture's ha- not. Moisture's yet. not yet, but I'm sure it's coming. It is. You know, I actually, I went down to Tucson over the weekend. We went down to Colossal Cave uh-huh. and they already had some storms brewing down there. So there was really? a little bit coming into southeastern Arizona with that monsoon moisture, but we haven't seen anything in the valley yet. And it looks like it's going to be a later than average start. And we've known that for a few months now, thinking that's going to be, you know, maybe late July 
and then we have to watch out for tropical influences going into sure. August, September, October. You know, yeah. one of the things that I always wanted to um, talk about is, you know, I don't think it matters if it comes shows up late or or early. The severity of it, I think, is what really wreaks havoc on homes, right. especially especially roofs, because I remember, and this is like something that um, during monsoon season in my earlier remodeling days that really stuck with me, you know, it was like, um, you know, people make note of it, you know, wait five minutes and the weather will change. Right. I remember, I remember doing some work in my old neighborhood back in the 90s. And it looked like it was getting a little bit cloudy off on the west side, you know. And something told me, look, hey, guys, let's just pack up because I think the storm is coming. Don't you know by the time it showed up and we had it showed up and we were all packed up? I mean, it was one of the worst storms blowing in from the west that we've ever experienced. And, you know, and it just it'll just it'll just destroy your roof if yep. you have an older roof and, you know, you've got your fingers crossed that it's not going to leak. And the monsoon rains are going to miss your house. That's not going to happen. Right, exactly. <laughs> and we've happen. talked in the past before about my roof issues yes. from the monsoon storms that have come in. And, you know, we still have areas uh, along the ceiling of my house where the drywall is still sinking a little bit in some spots because we patched it up. Yeah. But we still, you know, we have issues. And, and they're ongoing. Like once you have a big leak in your house, it is going to be the trickle-down effect where you're going to see issues sure. for a while. Oh, yeah. So you got to take care of it ahead of time. Yeah. So like, so like that's uh, the one thing that, you know, Dan and I see a lot too. You know, when you, that sagging drywall paper that's on there, that's, yeah, telltale signs of water. And that's a little more than just the stain. The yeah. stain's just the beginning. But if you start to see your drywall start sagging because of water coming in, then, you know, the first thing I do is, as we affectionately call him, Dr. Dan, to come out and take his infrared out and yeah. actually pinpoint. We actually pinpointed a leak last week with one of my clients who actually, I don't know who installed this skylight, but skylights are the way they used to be done years ago are notorious for leaking. And we found traces, you know, because water and dampness shows up blue versus dry areas or orange and red. Uh -huh. So we saw, we, we traced it. We did a water test for about 15 minutes. And sure enough, right around the skylight is where the water came in. So if we did it in a water test, more than likely when the monsoons hit, you're going to have damage. Yeah. You know, so um, any inkling on what's, is this year going to be worse than last year, less than last so year? What do you I, think? Overall, the projections look for a drier than normal monsoon. But if we know anything about the monsoon, we know that it's hit and miss. And so some spots may get hardly anything. And some spots may get absolutely slammed and destroyed. So we have to be careful on that. And the other thing, since we had such a wet winter, Fire danger is so high right now, especially on the outskirts of the deserts, because we have all this dry brush that grew uh, during yes. our winter, and it's all dried out. And so we're already seeing this, where we're having uh, little brush fires and wildfires break out a little closer to the valley. Well, what those do, once the fires start, they scar the land. And it takes years for that land oh, yeah. to revegetate. And when you have burn scars over areas, that means that when the monsoon storms come and they let out a lot of rain, 
those areas are prone to flash flooding. Exactly. Because There's the water's, nothing to stop it. Yeah, the water's going to run right off of that. It's just like if it was raining heavy over concrete, right? The ground yeah. can't absorb it. And exactly. that's what a burn scar does. So those are the things that I'm thinking about as we go into monsoon season. Um, I'm going to be watching for where the burn scars are um, and then watching for tropical influences because a lot of times when we get stuff brewing in the East Pacific and it tries to come up the Baja, it kind of mixes with our monsoon moisture. And then we could get worse storms. We could get storms that really dump a lot of rain in a short amount of time. And those are the ones that destroy homes. Those are the ones that just tear stuff up, cause flash flooding. Those are the ones where we see water rescues and people being stuck in their cars. So those are the things I'm looking at. And it's more likely to happen for us later on in the season. So September, October, maybe. Um, But that's what I'm looking at this year. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things that, you know, actually, because I I am a, a new homeowner again, and, you know, we haven't seen any real rain to actually make sure that your the property is properly, you know, has proper drainage. Yeah. Okay. And that's an important thing, too. You have to make sure, and I've seen this happen a lot, where the builder actually built a home, but he didn't do the proper drainage, and the water's running a specific, towards a specific area. Yeah. And it's not draining off the property. The other thing, too, is you've got to make sure, and I actually did this for a couple of realtors, where... The water was so intense coming off the roof because you know a lot of you know a lot of homes in Arizona, they don't have gutters. It's not right. you know gutters are like a strange commodity, so to speak. <laughs> right. No but gutters, you, no basements. But, yeah. yeah, right. No gutters, <laughs> yeah. no basements. Right, and uh, that's another area, but another discussion for a later date, talking about you know how the water could get in if your if your basement's not properly done when they built the house originally, because you could have floods from water coming in from you know, extreme storms or, you know, when that happens, if your sump pump is, is it working right that you have in the basement? And we did a, we did a remodel in Tempe like that. We're actually where the water overflowed from the pool and actually it came in the house and it didn't, the sump pumps didn't work. Oh, geez. And then he had to, and then wound up that the basement got flooded. Yeah. So the, these are things that probably people don't think about right. to be able to go back ashore and make, you know, drainage is important. Um, the other thing I was going to get to was the way some pools are made and the cool decking. Yeah. Is, cool decking is slanted away from the from the pool edge, and a lot of times it's towards the house. Right. And then now uh, you've got yep. a patio deck that maybe has a little bit of slope, but not as much as one coming off the pool. And they've got this little tiny, you know, drain that they run between the two, and they're expecting all the water to go in there and then just bleed out towards the ends. And a lot of times that doesn't help. We actually have a house that we're going to be able to do that's under um, the restaurant contractor's review because the the flipper did so many bad things wrong oh, that they have that exact problem. Yeah. The water came in, and then he added a slab on, and it's like, can you imagine in your kitchen, doing your kitchen and cooking and everything, and the, and the actual concrete that you're standing on is sloped? Yeah. And you could feel it, that it's angled. So the kitchen, this kitchen, the slope is going towards the Arcadia door. The stuff from the pool and the ground is coming towards the door. And they actually had all the cabinets and the water damage was just unbelievable. Jeez. So it's just, this yeah. is why you have to know what's going on. It's not just one particular thing that you have to look at. The other thing you have to watch out to, even we see a lot of during the storms is, you know, trees going down. Right. You got to make sure that your trees are trimmed back. Otherwise, you know, if you've got 
questionable ones, you know, I would strongly suggest you have your arborist come out and take a look at it or your landscaper and say, hey, you know, what do you think about these, you know, um, or, or check with your HOA. Because I know there was one that they took down from a January storm that we had right outside my complex in the common area. And uh, if there's any question of any trees going down, you know, I would sh- surely yeah. get an expert opinion. Right. That's the checklist, right? To do right now. You got to go outside. Yep. You got to look at your landscaping. Check those trees. You, If you live on the outskirts of the valley and you have like natural... Um, terrain around you, you're not in the heart of the city, you need to make sure that that's cleared out as well. And that's that's for wildfires too. you got to have dis- defensible space around your house for the wildfire situation so the, the brush doesn't burn right up under your property. Uh, for the trees, when we're talking monsoon storms, you got to make sure that those branches aren't overhanging your house because if lightning strikes them and they come down, now you have roof damage. You don't sure. just have a down tree, now you have yeah. roof damage. Um, and then, you know, the landscaping stuff, there's some of that, that that we can take care of ourselves. Some of it you have to call somebody out for. But in, in my house, we just had landscaping where they, the way they put the rock on the side of the house, it was sloped down toward the house. And I'm like, this is crazy. Just get out there with the shovel and start grading, yeah. grading it the other direction. Yeah. You want it to flow away from your property, away from your That's house, right. not toward it. That's right. And yeah. if you, in, in the newer construction where you could see your stem wall, the, gra- the, the gravel should be at least three, four inches lower than where the stucco starts because there's a weep screed underneath there where the stucco starts. And if in a lot of times you'll see they landscape up to it so that the stucco actually covers that. So when water pools, it's going to pool up into the wall. Right. So you've got to have that space along there to keep have a little bit of you know breathing room, so to speak, so yeah. that the water has a chance to soak in the ground. Right. You know, and, and then, then it has to slope the other direction. Right. Because I think a lot of times with these these landscapers, they're so um, concerned about your point with making sure right. you have that that uh, that margin from the bottom of the, the wall that they're not concerned about the way the gravel or rock is going to flow away from there. Right. So they have the space, but then it kind of slopes up as you move away from the house. That's and so right. that's the that's the other thing you have to look for. So it's two things, not just yeah. not just one. I mean, you got to have both those. You know, and then, you know, we talked a little bit before about, you know, the gutters, okay? So many times, and I see this all the time, um, if there is a homeowner that has a roof issue, okay, and you go up on the roof, first things you look at, okay, so obviously looking at the roof in the condition that it's at, okay? So what's, you need, a lot of telltales, a lot of times you can go up on the roof and tell what's going on, because if they have trees nearby, Okay, and there's tr- debris, branches, leaves, and stuff that flow over on top of like a flat roof. Okay, well, most of the times the scuppers are jammed from leaves because I asked the question like, when was the last time that you had somebody go up there and clean them? Yeah, and they look at you like deer in the headlights because they have no clue right when somebody was up there to be able to do that. And a lot of times, if the scuppers jammed. The downspout's probably jammed as well. So you've got to make sure that somebody goes up there and make sure all that's clear of debris and that it's clean. And so you should you should make a habit to go up there every, maybe every quarter would be ideal, though I don't think anybody's going to do that, but at least once every six months to make sure, sure that all this stuff, because you've got the wind and the monsoon, because the wind will do a lot more damage sometimes, you know, as we see the affectionately known the haboobs come in rolling up from tucson yeah and you have storm damage and maybe not water but the between the dust and the the wind 
you know, it's a combination that you got to try and do a lot of prevention. I mean, a lot of a lot of uh, thunder looks really nice. Yeah, it's pictures. Pretty, isn't it? It's picture. But it's it's pretty. And I'm sure you guys get you guys get tons of pictures coming your way. Mm-hmm. You know, during the monsoon season. But you, but again, you don't want to see those pictures, like you said, of trees coming down on homes or right. trees coming down and you know just you know taking out your car. Yeah. When the last night, and that's why I said. The other key thing, and I'm always pushing this a lot, is that people need to clear out their clutter in their garage to get their car in the, in the garage. garage. I know. So this way they have, at least have a space for it. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> at least one. <laughs> it's hard. It's like hoarders buried alive in some of these garages, right? It's like, well, I have to, where am I going to put my stuff? And right. I'm like, okay, but you know, some of those ho- homes that I've seen, you know, they, it looks like they blew the stuff in around their car. I don't even know how they opened the door to get out of and into the car because there's well, so much stuff around I know. there. And, but besides a home, a car is probably the biggest investment you're going to make. Like, why would you not want to yeah. protect something that you spent that much money on? Exactly. What's in Exa- the boxes in the garage? Probably like old Tupperware or like kids toys and your kids are like 30 now, like get rid of it. Listen, we know plenty of people, you know, our good friend, Linda Hammond, who actually is the, the best that gets the best advice for doing yard sales. Okay. She will tell you how to go out and do a yard sale, get rid of the clutter, you know, make those piles, you know, you throw away, donate and keep. And hopefully the key part is smaller than all the other two. Right, right. This way you get rid of it all. You know, you bring up a good point, though, about the trees falling on the cars because people fight over shade here in the summer, right? I mean, people oh, yeah. will get in altercations if someone takes their shade spot or they will park at the last spot in the whole entire parking lot and walk all the way because that spot has a tree. Oh, yeah. But once we get into monsoon season, those trees can also be the ones that do the damage. So it's it's a case of you need to be able to find the, the trees that are the most stable. Yes. How, do, how do you do that? How do you look at a tree and decide this one's going to fall and this one's not? Well, yeah, you know, because you can't, it's exactly right, because you can't tell by size. Yeah. You don't know. I actually had somebody call me once and they had this tree. I swear, Amber, the, the base of the tree must have been at least 10 to 15 feet in width. Okay. And the whole thing just went over because it yeah. was laying on the ground flat and you only could see his roots. And they're like, they're like, they're, they're astonished. It, it took yeah. out their pergola. It just wiped it out. And because the rest of the tree was so big and they're like, I, I would never have thought it went, this would have happened, but you don't know. Yeah. It's not a tree snapping. It could just literally come out of the ground. So, and you know, probably 70 mile an hour winds are better. Yeah. So my yeah. advice would be to, to pay attention to the forecast, right? If there's good storm Absolutely. chances Listen, that day. Every night. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. If there's good storm chances that day, maybe you, you, you park in the sun for one day and put up that shade screen just so that you you know you're going to be safe. If you go inside the building and a storm rolls through, you're not going to come back with the tree on your car. Yeah, that's the last thing you want to come out from Fry's and, you know, or, or Walmart or something and see something that's going to not make your day. Right. Well, and all these young Palo Verdes that are put up in a lot of parking lots around here, those oh, yeah. those have pretty shallow roots when they're, when they're just starting out especially. And the, it doesn't take much. Like you don't need a 70 mile per hour wind to knock those over. It can be like 40. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, but um, do you find that uh, in, in, you know, covering the whole state's weather, do you find that Tucson gets hit 
uh, at least as bad as Phoenix, or do they get hit worse? Uh, they definitely get more monsoon rain right. than Phoenix does. Yeah, the, I mean it's it's flowing from the south up through Mexico, and so it it tends to get into southeastern Arizona first, and they do get more storms than we get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some of the you see a lot of the the because uh, I've been down there in, in the springtime when we had our spring rain. Um, the, the roads down there, well, the roads down there, for starters, aren't kept as well from the city as they are here in Phoenix. Oh, yeah. They weren't yeah. planned well to begin oh, with. Oh, yeah. I went to college down there, and okay. whatever a monsoon storm hit, I mean, it was roll up your pants and take off your right. shoes and try to walk through the puddles to get right. to class because the drainage around U of A, it, oh, yeah. it did not work well. It was not yeah. planned properly. Well, the, the stuff that I was familiar with was up on the north side near Oro Valley, and a lot of times some of the washes would be running across. In fact, one time I went there after the rainstorm and the, all the mud that had run across the roads were all, it, it was hard already. So it was like going through, it was like driving on ice in Chicago yeah. with potholes. Right. I mean, it it's was dangerous. it was terrible. I mean, yeah. you. I hit one, I'm like, whoa, those aren't, that isn't loose dirt. That's hard dirt. Yeah. So it, it's crazy. So, you know, driving conditions are... Yeah, there's so many things to think about, especially, you know, everybody thinks, well, you know, Southwest Phoenix, we have great weather over 300 days a year of sunshine, but, but not, but there are other things that are just as bad right. as some of the winter storms. Exactly. And when we get hit, we get hit hard in spots. Yeah. It's going to be hit and miss. I mean, you'll have storms roll into the Valley and, you know, perhaps Tempe won't get anything, but Mesa is absolutely flooded out or something like that because right. they're so yeah. spotty. So that's why we, we just really have to be careful. And it makes forecasting a lot more difficult than, say, in the Midwest or East, where you're really just tracking a cold front. You can time that cold front. You sure. know when the line of storms is going to arrive, and you know when it's going to clear out. Here, it's not like that. You have to sit and wait for the heat to do its trick yeah. and get that air to rise. And you watch the storms form over the mountains first because they're taller. The mountains help provide the sure. lift needed for the air. And then you just have to sit and wait and see what's going to happen. Are they going to come in? Are they going to, you know, <laughs> develop? It's a crap shoot. It, it, I mean, it is the, I mean, I just got back from a weather conference with meteorologists across the entire country. And they all agree that trying to forecast storms in places like Arizona with the monsoon or even just summer storms in Florida is the most difficult forecasting you're going to do because both in both cases, it relies a lot on winds flowing out of other storms, colliding with winds flowing out of other storms to create new storms. Like you're tracking all these boundaries flowing out and you just kind of have to see how I, it's going to play out. Well, you know, like they say, per sometimes paradise is not perfect. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we have to, exactly. we have to deal with we, that. We get through the heat in the monsoon and then we get to brag for the rest of the year. And that's everybody okay. Wants to that's come all here, right. right. You know, I, yeah. like I said, I've got, a, I have a new home. So I've got my list of things that I want to get done so that by the time October rolls around, patio's done, yard's done. It's, it's, you know, entertainment time yeah and be able to do that and 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 live what we moved to arizona for enjoy it yeah you i know. mean that's i usually spend most springs getting everything done around the house because i shut my house down in the summer no one's going in or out for any projects <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Just take it june july and august we are closed all yeah. right so but yeah. but so you t mentioned uh, before before we uh, wrap things up you said you had that damage in your roof in your house did did they fix the roof 
So this was years ago. Oh, this was and years I did ago. have okay. a roofer come out and fix the roof. Okay. And I had someone go through and fix all of the drywall. But now, years later, I can look up at the ceiling and I can see like lines of sagging drywall. And I even have like you sure one, it's not the tape lines maybe from the drywall. Be. Yeah. It might be, but they I don't know. I'm affected. not an expert on they, that. All I know is I see sagging and I see a crack in one of the walls where it's starting to come apart a little bit, the drywall. And so I, I do need to get someone back in there to fix those. But yeah, you, <laughs> I don't know if it's, we're con- here. I, I mean, my main thing, and I'm sure this is the, the main thing for most people who don't know much about home improvement projects mm-hmm. is looking at it and trying to decide, is this cosmetic? Can it, can it wait? Is it just cosmetic? Or is there something deeper going on up right. there that I need to fix now? Yeah, usually you could tell by that if it's just, like a couple of lines, like when I bought my new home, there were a couple of lines on the ceiling in one part of the vault, uh, vaulted ceiling. But it, you could tell it was it was just a separation crack. It wasn't anything that, especially when when Dan did my home inspection on the on the house, it was it was nothing more than cosmetic. So when I had my drywalls do some work in the area, I just had them come by and I just I said just open it up, retape it, retexture it, so that I know it's it's. It's going to be fine, and I'll just repaint it. Yeah. So yeah, but it's um, it's it, it's like you. It's a judgment call. Yeah. yeah. It's tricky. So it's tricky, but you know that's what we like and love what we do. Yeah. Those are the judgment <laughs> calls I make every day too. Are those storms going to stay on the mountains, or are they coming and in? And then you hear yeah. these people talking the next morning <laughs> at the, at the at the cooler, like Amber said, it was going to be sunny. What happened? Yeah. It was sunny for you know most of the day, and then an hour of boom. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Amber, thanks so much for. You're being welcome. here My today. Pleasure. We really enjoy you having you on the show and you know, you, you add a lot to it and you listen, the view is always here for you. So thank you. Especially the next time I see the haboob rolling in, I'm going to call you. I, I you would love come it. up and check it out. I would love it. Got to get more eyes on the sky up, up here for sure. Oh, there you go. Those maybe are I, tricky to track. Maybe I get a hold of Dave to mount a special, you know, ABC 15 camera up here, right in that corner to, mon- to monitor the monsoon haboobs. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing? That, let's talk to him. That would be All right, amazing. We'll talk to him. Okay. All right. Amber Sullis <laughs> from ABC 15 are their chief meteorologist and always a great guest to have on the show. And uh, we'll be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies' three valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Sometimes you start a project with great intentions, and then it keeps getting bigger, and nothing makes sense, and it grows out of control. So how do you get all the parts and pieces in sync together? Fix it. Image Home Improvement. If you're doing a kitchen, bathroom remodel, or room additions, it's time to call a professional. 623-580-0901. Or imagehomeimprovement.com This is Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR driver of the number 48 Lowe's Chevrolet. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. Alright, we are back and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live, our monsoon special for 2019. And uh, we want to thank Amber Sullins for 
her time here in the studio today. And obviously, you know, she wants to be able to, uh, you know, we, we're trying to get some cameras up on the building for her for ABC 15 because we have such a viewpoint out here looking out over beautiful downtown Scottsdale and the surrounding mountain areas been that Haboob just rolls right in over the top of these buildings, you know, and in Dan, it even makes our, our favorite um, Florida apartment building all uh, taken care of next door. <laughs> it gives it that not so orange and just a little bit uh, southwesterny brown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just it, it covers everything. I don't talk about politics ever, but when I look at that building, not only does it remind me of condos on Miami Beach, but it reminds me of Donald Trump's hair. <laughs> oh! Oh, and all I mean, those things at- hanging down as a bad coma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be mean, but you know, I just everyone makes fun of the orange hair, and I see the orange on that condo complex. It kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that boy did we go off the rail with that comment? Oh, oh well, my god! Well, Sorry. that's that's what it is. The rails are orange. <laughs> oh, really? All right. You know, and the other thing too is I think it's important too to make sure, obviously, um, that you're. Uh, if you think that you're having some issues with circuit breakers and you, during the these monsoon seasons, because you are going to be putting a tremendous, um, you know, uh, pressure on your electrical system in in the way of usage goes, um, you know, one of the things that you probably wouldn't wouldn't hurt to have is uh, a whole house surge protector, mm-hmm. which I think is important to be able to have to be electrically safe. So it's just, and and if there's any questions or the things that are not finished or, you know, maybe somebody forgot to put a plate on the outside of the house where there's wires or an outlet and it's just an open J box. I mean, you know, these are things, these are odds and ends that people should really take care of and not just, you know, do out of sight, out of mind and bury their head in this in uh, Dan Sand <laughs> that he was pounding before, you know, uh, but uh, electrical safety is huge yeah. because you have to uh, be aware of what, what's going to happen. Number one, if you don't have a surge suppressor, it's not because of lightning mostly. It's because of our dims and brownouts that we have during the storms that can kill your appliances, especially your 240 volt, your your water heater, your air, especially your air conditioner. And then uh, the stoves won't be on that much, but your 240-volt, two-phase articles will actually take a beating because you get one leg that's higher than the other, and it works real good on one side and doesn't work on the other. That's a burnout. So that's why you should have a surge suppressor so you don't have that unevenness. Either it's all or nothing trip, please. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, these are things that you have to think of, too. The other thing, too, you also be um, be aware of is, you know, during the course of the season, you know, we always talk about, when we talk about air conditioning, you talk about changing your filters. These filters, especially during this time of season, um, may not think about it, but your air conditioning filters should actually be checked, and they should be changed, changed monthly. Yes. Monthly, you know, and uh, again... There should be a happy medium somewhere in there because uh, don't get one of those really dense, you get talked into buying one of these really dense filters because it's going to filter out all kinds of particles. And And your air. Yeah, and your air. And it makes makes the unit work harder. 
Well, the best way to put it is to help people understand your system has to breathe. And you breathe out of your nose. If you you hold one nostril and try to breathe fully, you can't. You're restricted on your air. That's exactly the problem your air conditioner has. It's not having a full breath of air. So give it every ounce of air it can have that's filtered properly. And then there's the other extreme. They call them the rock catchers that don't catch anything and everything builds up on the inside in the ducts on the coil. So you got to get that happy medium of the decent type of filter for your system. And yes, change it every time they pay the rent or the mortgage. Oh, you know, that's a good, that, that is a good time. You're trying to tie it with something that you're doing mm-hmm. that you don't forget. And yeah, paying your mortgage every month, that's really a, a, a good time to do it. Um, again, but you want to make sure that we always, we always talk about things to memory. You know, even if that doesn't work for you, you know, you always have, you know, your put it old, in your phone. Put it in your phone. Or yeah. when, you get your your phone. Bill, when you get your electric bill, change the filter. <laughs> well, yeah, that could be. Yeah, well. That's a good, that's a good motivator. Well, you know, oh, the thing the is, most of the here. time you get your electric bill, most of the time you probably get it during the week, unless you get it on Saturday. And, you know, when you're thinking about it, um, I, I would record it on your honeydew list in some way, shape, or form that you have it as something that's recurring. That's right. So this way, you know, if you do decide, like on Saturday, you make, you know, I know a lot of people, Saturday's the DIY day, Sunday is the, you know, uh, chips, salsa, and football day, you know, <laughs> and, and, or and whatever other kind of sporting event you'd like to see. So Saturday would be a good day to actually get all those things done. And it only does only takes like five minutes, so it's not a big deal. And here's the trick. A lot of people hate changing them because they get hit in the face with a filter. Quick trick. Turn your air blower on, just in the on position, yeah. so it sucks the filter up into place, and then you move the grate, if it's downward, move, move the, the grate down, and then it's already sucked into place, and gently bring it down, and then get it disposed yeah. of and bring the fresh one up and just... It snaps in place. Right place. Get, yeah, exactly. You got to make sure that the arrows are pointing in the right direction. That very, that's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah you got to make sure the arrows are pointing in the right direction so that the airflow gets sucked up into the duckboard. You know, you forgot one thing about the monsoons. You what? started talking about the loose tiles on the roof, but what about doing a preemptive check on your roof before you end up with the monsoon rain in your bedroom? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, those are things, yeah. and I don't recommend, I do not recommend people you to people go themselves. up on the roof yeah. um, as far as being the homeowner. Most, you know, most companies, like our good friends over at Keiko Roofing, they decide that, you know, if you need a roof check, roof checks are free. That's right. So you'd be able to go out and do that. So um, do it before you're putting buckets on your bed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Speaking that's from experience, the, that's the oh, last there. thing you want to see is buckets on your bed. Yeah, or bring bring the kiddie pool in for the living room. Right. Don't let the landscaper do your roof. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right, Robin. Yeah, she's learning. <laughs> well, no, I was married to one before, so that's how I learned that mistake. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I, I hear you. <laughs> But um, other than that, you know, these are things that we try and help everybody with every week right here on Image Home Improvement Live. You know, one of the things also we're going to be getting into is, you know, Dan, um, I briefly want to make mention of this. Um, When disaster does strike at your house, and we're not talking about, you know, you could have disaster with rain, but you could also have disaster with fire. 
And I was it, just going to say, let's make sure that you have a good fire extinguisher in the house that you know how to use. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And those are things that, you know, you should be. I mean, that's one of the first things I did when I bought the new Dominion. I went to the big box store and I got myself a, a, a large uh, fire extinguisher and mounted it on the wall in the garage. I also have one, a little smaller one, underneath the sink in the kitchen. For so, grease so, fire? Yeah, for, so this way I have, I have them in two places. I also have, you know, being a, a contractor, I always have one in my truck. So God forbid, you know, in a couple of years ago, I remember seeing a car on fire, and I stopped, and I used my fire extinguisher and helped them put the fire out. Otherwise, their whole car would have burned up. Kirby I mean, kid. so these are things that, you know, you... You, you should have because you can't. Those are things if the fire hits, you would have, should have, could have. This house that we're actually going to rebuild oh, that almost was. from scratch is was it had a terrible fire. I mean, it just it took out at least maybe 80 percent of the house. I mean, everything. I mean, the roof, the patio, um, all the contents. And, you know, we're working mm. with her to try and get... Just think about this, and this is something else that everybody should find time to do, okay? Think about this. She has got to sit down and literally try and write down every possession that she owned, every one, from Ugh. down to your toothbrush, okay? That's right. All of that stuff, okay? So I would strongly suggest, and you need to do all that to get it ready to submit it to the insurance company. She's already, she hasn't even finished yet, and she's already at $80,000. That's right. And she's got a lot more to go. So, I mean, and it's not just about the contents of the house, or I should say the structure. It's about what's in the house that you've got to get restitution on, because Lord knows you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, mess around and get, cut yourself short and not get full restitution on the contents. Trust me, so, the insurance will do yeah. enough of that. So I would turn, yeah, right? I would turn <laughs> around, I would surely turn around and make sure that you take and photo every, photo the rooms, take note of any electronics that are in there and anything other possessions and just whatever and, you and have. And record it to a cloud and, type situation. Exactly. Because if your computer's gone, yeah. at least you can go back online yeah. someplace, bring yeah. it all down and yeah. produce it. Exactly. So you need to be able to have all that in, in, in some place outside of your home. I don't care even if you put it on a even if you put it on a, a DVD or the information on a CD and put it in your safety deposit box. There you Just go. Just get it out of the house so you That's have right. it. So at least you're ready. That's and right. because this is this is going to be she's going to be by the time the house gets rebuilt, it's oh. going to be almost a year since the fire. Yeah. So it's going to be really bad. So please, please, please make sure we always talk about preventative here on the show. That's one thing that in the event of something like that, you will, it'll be a lifesaver mm -hmm. because you want, you have, a, you have enough stress on yourself from the disaster, not yeah. to mention what the stress that you could have if you didn't do this and try and document all your contents. Yeah, and it goes down to, you know, t-shirts, shoes, pants, you know, underwear, uh, whatever. You've got to document all that because otherwise, you know, and then the insurance company, this is the other thing the insurance company was telling her. Okay. So she had a very good point. Okay. So how does the insurance company know like, well, I had five new ones and I have three old ones and maybe two that are, you know, two years old. How do they, 
How do they define that? And I'm sure they, this is where the insurance company has this magical fuzzy math that <laughs> they decide they have a formula to find out all that. So, and I would hope they would just find something in the middle of the road that would cover old and new, and then you just you have something that's value instead of something like most times you see with insurance companies, they come up with some stupid figure that doesn't reflect what was really lost. So yeah. <clears throat> you've got to be able to go back and, and, and document it. So if you have proof, and then you don't have any problem. Proof and receipts. Yeah. Try to get the receipts. Yeah. yeah, definitely receipts. And if you don't, again, just document it. Take pictures of your closet. Do counts of your dresses. Make sure that when you do this documentation that you date it. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's right. And I would also strongly recommend that just that you do it. You put it somewhere on a cloud and forget about it. This is something that you're going to have to do periodically and update, especially because if you buy new clothes, you buy new electronics, you buy new things for your home, furniture and everything else, it's just um, it's just not going to be that way. You've got to be able to make sure that you have everything covered. And on another show, I can yeah. talk about a thing that inspectors yeah. have. It's called Home Binder yeah. that helps you list all that. There you go. All right. I hope that it helped you for everything that you have uh for your home, getting ready for the monsoon season. I want everybody to be safe. And uh, we will be back next week. And uh, thanks again to Amber Sullins from ABC 15. And remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program, resistance is futile. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. You're a great American. I love you. Well, we're moving on now. We're moving on now.